You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Should vengeance and justice occur before or after wrongdoing? Hey guys, today we are going to be doing a bonus review. We're going to talk about what our thoughts on the Moon Knight Disney Plus series was. Um, If you want to hear our deeper, longer episode about Moon Knight getting ready for the episode, talking about some of his comics, go back and check that out. That was a longer bonus that Will and I did. Still available. Guys, this is Systematic Geekology. We are the priest to the geeks. I am Joshua Knoll. I am a fourth-year biblical studies student. And I recently, I've been reading just not Marvel comics. I just got on a kick of just trying out a bunch of new and different things. And uh, it's kind of fun. I still love Marvel more, but it's fun to just kind of venture out every now and then. Did you, uh, did you finish Invincible? I sure did not. That's a long series. <laughs> I, I keep going back and forth with it. Well, like I'll, I'll read something, come back to it. Mm, you should just go finish it. I'm TJ Blackwell. Uh, children's <laughs> youth pastor assistant state youth director assistant i don't know a couple of those things i work at chipotle i'm just a nerd nice yeah anything you're reading lately or hanging out with or geeking out on tj still probably uh apex legends slash elden ring uh me and the boys get on every night Fun. it's a good time Cool. Hey, everybody. I am Will Rose. I am a, I'm a lot of things. I wear a lot of hats. I'm a Lutheran pastor. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. I'm a geek. I'm a surfer. And I uh, read a lot of things as well. And my book stack and my comic book stack is super tall. And I will never run out of things to read or die, um, you know, consume or digest. It's just, uh, so that's, that's a great problem to have when you're a geek. There's just so many great things out there. Okay, we're going to talk about the Moon Knight television series. Um, spoilers. Yeah, lots of spoilers. This is going to be a quick review. Um, you guys already heard Will and my backgrounds concerning Moon Knight. You've already heard what we think about the character, about the comics. Um, what they haven't heard yet is what is what is TJ? TJ, specifically, what is your background with Moon Knight before coming into this show? Hmm. So Moon Knight has always been my like back pocket, you know, underground comic book character. Like people are talking about comic books and you just pull up, hey, any of you guys read Moon Knight? <laughs> Most of the time the answer was no. I even had only read a couple Moon Knight issues at the time. Uh, but he's always been one of my favorites. Uh, just the wacky things that Moon Knight likes to get up to, whether he's fighting Deadpool or Taskmaster or anything like that. I just love him as a character. The whole yeah. Khonshu vibe, I really dig. Yeah. Do you remember your first comic that you got every Moon Knight that you read? Not even a little. Not even, not even a little. Not Me even too. a little. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Memories so- go in the eyes out somewhere for me, <laughs> for most things. Yeah. So we've already told you our backgrounds. Um, just going into the show, just briefly, what were y'all's expectations? Um, for me, um, having loved Moon Knight for a very long time and, you know, knowing the background of him being like, oh, is there actually a Kanchu? Are the gods actually real? And it being a lot focused on his mental health thing. I kind of went into this expecting Disney to completely avoid the gods and religion questions. Mm. And that that's sort of where I was coming into this as I was a, I was afraid they were going to do that and only focus on mental health. 
I was afraid they weren't going to get dark or brutal or gory enough. And that's sort of what I came into the show with. Um, expectations wise, what did you guys come into this with, Will? Um, I, I came in with a little bit of nervousness. I, you know, I, I'm not as attached to this character as one of my favorite characters of all time. So it went in kind of open, but, but knowing that it was dealing with, um, with, uh, uh, mental, mental health and that there's a, uh, that, that it could have gone into the direction that all this is just in his head and it's not real at the end of things, you know, kind of a bait and switch kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I was scared that they were going to do that, but I, I love Oscar Isaac as an actor and everything he's ever done. So it's like, I trust him. Marvel has done great things with these TV shows, so I'm sure they're going to do a good job with this. So I went in with like hopeful expectations, but also the character wondering how they were going to do it, kind of like you. Are they going to do exactly like the comics, or is it going to be a bait and switch, that kind of thing? And um, yeah, that's kind of where I was coming into it. All right, TJ, expectations going in. Before we talk about ratings or any of that, what did you expect the show to be? Uh, well, I expected the show to be about Moon Knight, and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. TJ is really good at coming into things without expectations. Uh, he's so good. He's a um, he's a witness to us all. That's for sure. Yeah, I feel like if I were able to do that better, I probably would have enjoyed this and the Multiverse of Madness better. Me too. Um, me I still too. really liked this. Mm -hmm. I think Multiverse of Madness kind of fell flat for me for the most part. It was good, but it wasn't. Yeah. Sam Sam Raimi hater. No, to me, that, I felt the opposite of everybody else. And I don't, I don't want to get stuck on it, but I really felt like this was just another Marvel movie that they made a little bit more edgy so that they could say, see, it's not the same, but it felt very samey to me still. Samey or Sammy? What mm. was it? That's for the listener to little decide. <laughs> felt a little Raimi to me. Yeah, yeah. So but, uh, that being said, um, <laughs> let's 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 go ahead and jump right in. They, they already know why we're here. They know what, what this is about. What are our ratings? Will, how, oh, well, actually, let's, let's do TJ first. I'm excited to hear TJ's. TJ, how would you rate this zero to 10? To me, this is like a, a solid nine. Mm. I do, I love Oscar Isaac. Uh, I think really he does best in his not smaller roles, but more mysterious roles. I love him in Annihilation, if anyone's ever seen that movie. Nice. It's great. Check it out. But it's just. To me, it's the best Disney Plus show so far. Really, no contest there. I'm not a huge Captain America fanboy like Josh, so <laughs> to me, yeah. you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier was all right. Uh, but Moon Knight, I love that. Turning it into a kaiju battle at the end, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was sort sort of like that the kaiju stuff. Um, Will, Will, do you want to go next? Yeah, so I think it, that first episode started off at like a nine for me. I was blown out of the water. I loved it. I loved his acting. I love how they like his blackouts and then let you know what we, to kind of hide the fact that what was going on behind the scenes in the fights and he was black and then coming to and everything around. Oh, I just loved how they staggered those, those scenes to create some mystery around it. Um, when it got into the kind of the middle part of of uh the the show um it got down to a six because i felt like i want to see more moon knight not just oscar isaac i want to see what's going on um and then um it kind of went up back to like a seven and then um 
then when they went to the mental institution, he, uh, I thought that was like the, oh, this is what they're doing. They're going to say this all in his head. I was very scared of that. So it went down to a four to me. Um, but then in the final episode, it went back up to an eight. Mm. Um, right. But I would have given a little bit more because um, I do think like, some like the Netflix Marvel shows, they were like twelve episodes. Felt like they drug on too long. The the Loki and the WandaVision, like kind of that eight episode um, um, series, seems like a good sweet spot. And this was six episodes. I felt like it could use one or two more episodes. That last episode was really rushed. It ended abruptly. I wanted a little bit more. And I know Oscar Isaac's a hot get, and so he probably just had a limited time. So we're gonna do six episodes, and that's it. Uh, but I, I felt like it could have used a couple more episodes to stretch out that last couple bit to do some resolutions. But I kind of fall fall on an eight. The more I think about it, the more I like it. Where would you put yeah, it? This in is terms to of me, Disney Moon Knight shows just so solid. It's solid. Uh, where would I put it in like the rank of the other Disney shows? Yeah, yeah. I'm. Um, I WandaVision was so different and so new and I, I I just have nostalgia already for that one. So that's at the top. I loved Loki. Um, I love Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think they're number three for me. And then uh, Hawkeye was great, but that's number four. This is the this is at the end of the pack, but all of them are good to me. So it's not like one's really good and bad I don't like. I like them all, but this is kind of at the end just because of some of the things in the middle that I felt and I felt like it was rushed at the end. That's kind of where I am. Yeah. That's what makes it really hard for me to rate this one. Um, usually, I just compare it to the other stuff, right? Like, I'm just like, you know, if I were to just turn on Netflix, would I like something random more or less than this? Or if I'm doing comics, I compare it to like Ed Brubaker's Captain America. Is How does it compare to that? Because that's like the standard for me. And for this, well, A, the, the Marvel Disney Plus shows are still relatively new. They've only been around for about a year. Yeah. And then also they've all been so good. Like Will said, like it's it's just crazy. Um, I'm going to give this like an eight and a half. And not in comparison to the other ones, just because I don't feel like it's fair to rate it exclusively compared to the other ones, because it's it's better than most other shows, in my opinion. Um, You know, just how they tell the story and everything. But I had a really hard time with this show personally. Um, episode one, like Will said, I loved it. Um, you get into two, I thought it was dragging on. And then you get to like three and four. And it's like, what is Moon Knight's not supposed to have godlike powers? What is this? He's supposed to just, we're not sure if he has powers or not. And all of a sudden the God's doing stuff. Obviously there are gods, moon gods in this, and it's not a question at all. And I'm like, this is not how Moon Knight's supposed to be. And then you get to end of episode four and he's in the mental institute, the mental institute. And for me, Whereas that brought it down really quick for Will. That shot it up for me where I'm like, okay, <laughs> now we're getting into the weird what's real, what's not real stuff. And mm -hmm. that's, for me, that's where Moon Knight thrives. And that's where it kind of brought it back up to me. Um, and then like TJ said, obviously, I love Captain America's Falcon and Winter Soldiers. Easily, easily top of the line of the Disney Plus shows for me. And then next would either be this or Loki. Uh, both of them were just unique, really well done. Even though this is a different Moon Knight, it was a cool Moon Knight. It was a fun series. You detach yourself from those expectations. If I was more like TJ, it probably would be a nine for me. Yeah. Well, TJ said that the kaiju battle at the end was pretty cool. Was there a moment for you where you were like, wow, that's really cool, Joshua? Or was there something you are like, wow, blew you out of water? You are like so stoked to see. 
Yeah, that end of episode four that you hated with the Install Institute, that was it for me. That was where I was like, yes. You mean my I, was, I, so I will say that where that was positioned, like I'm glad they did that episode four. If they had did if they had done that at episode six at the very end, I would have been so pissed off. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, did that at four, knowing there are two episodes left. I'm like, ah, oh, they're doing it now because they're now gonna tease us. Is this just on his head? Like like the character said, their doctor said, the villain said, is this sense? Does this make sense or is it nonsense? And I think, you know, not to get too far into the faith just yet, but I think sometimes in our faith, we're like, is, does this make sense or is this nonsense? And where's the tension on the line with what we believe or what is nonsense or we go on faith? And I, I love that part and his whole death falling. Th- I mean, it happened what around Easter. So here is this guy who <laughs> died and fell into a dark hole and there's water. So there's this baptismal imagery and then he's raised again, but he's in the mental institution. And then you have this kind of uh, emergence out of that into new life uh, in the final episode. I thought uh, those beats were, were really, really good for me and strong for me. Um, so yeah. that's where it was. TJ. Yeah. One thing I really loved about it was, uh, you know, at the start of the series, you have Steven blacking out and it's Mark and they resolve that. And like, well, yeah, that was Mark, you know, now, so we're going to stop doing that. No reason for that. And then they come back. <laughs> they, yeah. They're they both blacking out. <laughs> I just thought that was great. And uh, yeah, yeah, probably my favorite post credit scene I've seen recently from Marvel. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah, no, I've released Steven and Mark, but. Man, if he knew how messed up he was, he wouldn't even have tried to make that deal. Mm-hmm. Jake is my puppy. Jake does whatever <laughs> I say. I, I thought the characters were, were really strong. The Ethan Hawke character uh, was good. The The actor who played Layla was fantastic. Oscar Isaac was great. When she became, um, you know, with her wings, she became not an avatar, but like a hero herself. And I think they're going to call her... Um, the, the Scarlet Scarab, which is like kind of a deep cut Marvel deep cut Scarlet Scarab. So yeah. she's not necessarily an avatar for a god, but she's her own kind of Egyptian superhero that has very much like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> Falcon and, uh, you know, Falcon wings. And they could bring her into a couple other things. They're expanding the universe and pulling from characters that I think is, is pretty cool. So her being a strong female superhero that I haven't heard before that made me go down a rabbit hole to figure out who Scarlet uh, Scarab is, I thought was was great and genius. Great yeah, deep, I, deep pull. I did not love their love story. It didn't really, I didn't hate it. It was just kind of whatever to me. But I read one person online. I don't know who you are. So hopefully you're not part of our group and you're like, oh, he's talking about me. Uh, and, you know, I just <laughs> someone wrote on one of the comments about this, uh, this show from one of the other like Marvel's official post was, yeah, it was cool, except for how Moon Knight was completely overshadowed by the female character. And I'm like, that's just not what happened at all, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. she was there. I don't think she overshadowed him even a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he still had to save her. That that still yeah. happened. Yeah. I think some people just love to hate women. <laughs> that kind of was my thought, too. Was I was like, guys, Getting sometimes it's defensive. just okay to have a Getting cool female character. Defensive. Getting a little defensive. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right, TJ, I feel like Will and I didn't show enough love to this. Like, we still love it. 
but I don't I feel like if if someone's going to be listening to this and be like, oh, what do people think about Moon Knight? I, they need to they need to be hyped up. TJ, why was this the best Disney Plus show for you? Moon Knight is like Black Panther for mentally ill people. Mm. You know, yeah. Tell us more. <laughs> I refuse to elaborate. All right. <laughs> well, I will go. say they did. I thought they did handle the mental handle the mental illness aspect really well. Like they handled grief, like they handled race and racism, and the um, uh, uh, Loki with wrestling with grief and identity and and who he is in the world. I think this one with wrestling with mental illness, I, I felt like they handled it well. I I'm not super close to the mental illness community. Um, but, but from those who I know do wrestle with that and uh, who they got to help kind of consult and guide them in the show, that they consulted doctors and and professionals who work in that um, uh, part of the world to kind of say that this is what's going on. And so I thought they handled it well, and, and I haven't seen too much backlash against that. DID is so rare that a lot of experts, well, you know, a lot of Experts in the field of psychology still debate over whether or not it exists. So fascinating. Yeah, I, I shared an article on our our staff. Y'all can't see the air quotes, but there's air quotes. Our staff's little group chat of like how they got it right, because I saw that article. And for me, this was one of the rare cases where I actually had to dig some because there were moments in this that were really awkward for for me, because I'm thinking about it from that mental health like side but i don't have this particular health issue if that makes sense right. like for for me it's more like maybe ptsd definitely adhd kind of stuff that i've struggled with and i'm just sensitive to the idea of mental health i just don't know anything about this particular one so when you have moments where like one of his personalities jealous of the other and it punches him i'm like that was funny i laughed and then i was like oh is it okay that i laughed at that right. <laughs> i was like that's it was just a little awkward so i had to look into and make sure they did it right and it looks like they did from all accounts but I don't I don't know personally. I've never experienced anything like that or studied it myself. But um, everything I saw said that they. Well, that's because really you keep blacking out. <laughs> that's accurate. Don't tell anybody that, TJ. <laughs> and, and my family, like my family has gone in and watched these shows together and, and we'll do our thing like, like, you know, what you think? What do you think about the show? Where does it rank? All that all that kind of stuff. What, what's opening? What is it opening up for you? But my daughter, who was coming off covid uh, really wrestled hard with uh, the brain fog aspect of how COVID hit her. And she was yeah. having almost like um, her symptoms were very similar to like a concussion sensitivity to light uh, with her eyes. She was having a hard time seeing uh, the kind of blurriness and then dizziness. And, and so when she was watching this show, it really, it really kind of freaked her out. She was just like, is this what's happening to me? You know, in the midst of these things, I don't want this to happen to me. So she couldn't mm. watch it. She's a, you know, she's a senior in high school. So she was kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to bow out. This is this is triggering for me. So it was intense for her, especially uh, with that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I was sensitive yeah. to that too, watching the rest of it on my own. Yeah, and it was interesting how they did still manage to keep it. I would say it was intense for the most part, even without doing the type of intensity and gore and stuff that Moon Knight's really known for. Right. Um, I the, here are just a, a couple more thoughts before we, before we do our deep little nugget and move on with this episode. Um, hey, I'm a little worried after seeing this, what Disney's going to do with Deadpool. Because if you're going to water down how violent Moon Knight is, I wonder if they're going to do something similar with Deadpool. Who knows? That's just 
something I'm concerned about. Also, I wondered if they started introducing more gods right now before Gore the God Butcher came up for a reason. Oh, man. Gore is going to kill Tawara. That's going to be so sad. (laughs) Gore's just going to kill everybody but Kanju. (laughs) We just introduced all of these so we could kill him. Well, yeah, I think I think they've been pretty good about separate, except for like Wanda and WandaVision. They've been pretty good about separating the TV shows from the the MCU. And I guess we're going to get a Captain America movie. I would be very, I mean, maybe there's an Easter egg, uh, but I, I doubt they're going to have the whole Egyptian pantheon show up in Love oh, yeah. and Thunder. There, there may be a few Easter eggs to that. Or, or something, but I doubt they're going to kill off Khonshu. I, I, I'd be interested to see. I'm not going to go in with expectation. Now, that's where my expectations may get like blown <laughs> out of the water because I'm not going to have any, and then they're going to pull it in like, look, now you finally do it when I don't expect it. So it's probably a good thing. Um, but but yeah, I, I'd be interested to see. Like Even like Multiverse of Madness, they didn't tie in at all, like really, except the uh, one word of like Spider-Man, but then um, like the whole Loki time variant authority and, and Kane, I mean, like, golly, they great opportunity to at least talk about that a little bit or lean into it or show yeah. something. And they didn't, I was like, are oh, that even in the same yeah. universe multiverse? You're not going to even acknowledge that. So I'm I, going to love and thunder with a God butcher. You would think um, they would show up, but I, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I do fully have the expectation that the Loki show is going to become part of the mainstream everything, but that might be a discussion for when we cover season two of Loki there you go. for now. One major theme, always, when you're talking about Moon Knight, when you're talking about Kantu, is vengeance. And the big kaiju battle at the end was all about, should vengeance happen before or after someone does the wrongdoing? Um, It was very reminiscent of some of the Captain America movies for me. Just instead of it being from a political angle, we're getting it from a more religious angle this time. You know, with Captain America, um, Winter Soldier, it was Cap was trying to stop Hydra or S.H.I.E.L.D. from preventing crimes before it happened. Because, hey, that's just offing people before you think that are going to do wrong when they might not. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing with Captain America Civil War. That was a lot of him and Iron Man's whole fight was he's like, we can't trust the government. They're trying to prevent things before it happens. And that's just sort of a theme with Captain America. And then we see the same theme here, but with the gods. So it's more religious framework. But we still have that theme. And I I guess what I really want to hear from you guys, do you think that vengeance and justice are the same? TJ, no, you have the floor. Okay, uh, Will, does uh, TJ's answer definitive enough, or are we good to move on? Or I, I will, I will agree with TJ. No, uh, but it, but I, I do think it's more nuanced than that. Like you said, like I don't think they're the same, and I think um, even in the Batman uh, movie that just just came out, dealt with like and talk about vengeance and where you grow from that, and is it just getting revenge or vengeance and trying to take people out, or is there a deeper side of justice um, there? And I think them handling that with the kind of the backdrop of kind of a dead religion of like these Egyptian gods um, allows us some, some, some a playground for us to think about our own religion, about our own gods, about what, what are, what is the character or nature of our own God that we place our faith in and what kind of justice is there, vengeance, wrath, uh, how do I behave? I love the aspect of you know, becoming an avatar of a God, um, embodying that God in the world. You know, I mean, there's, um, is Jesus just an avatar of Yahweh or is he, or is he actually, um, you know, in terms of our Christological theology or Christology of, um, hundred percent God, hundred percent man, but 
is he just an avatar of Yahweh or is he something more? I've, those are some of the things that were playing around in my head as I was watching this and, and thinking about. Yeah, the series brought yeah, up a I lot think- of good religious questions. Um, yeah, uh, like predestination. Are you predestined to hell? Is that how Yahweh works? Does he do vengeance before you exist? Mm. TJ, what were you going to say? <laughs> uh, I think Moon Knight is really good supplemental viewing to the Minority Report. Uh, oh, y'all have, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar. Good movie. Well, basically, uh, it's the police department has developed. You've seen Futurama. Yes. You remember that episode where they pull those little gumballs out of the tank at the police department and they show people committing crimes. Yes. That was a rip. That was a, you know, spoof of Minority Report. I've seen that happen in so many different shows. Is that where it originated was Minority Report? Originated, I would say not. I think it originated from the debate over whether or not humans have free will gifted to them by God. And how would you answer that? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, it's um, my new report is 2002 movie. Uh, Colin Farrell um, and and Tom Cruise is in it as well. And it's like you know they have these precogs that can see whether someone's going to create a crime before they even do it. So does that is that free will or do they do it anyway? They destined to do it. And that's yeah, that's kind of like a all powerful, omniscient, all knowing God. How much does God know? Control? Destine? How much free will do we have? Been a part of our theological discussions for a long time, um, but. But yeah, I'm glad that we're still telling stories and even using like superheroes to help us wrestle with those questions. Yeah. And uh, TJ and I have actually talked about this before on our other show, the Whole Church Podcast, um, of the debates of predestination, of God's omniscience, all of that. Um, they're big debates and they've caused a lot of splits in the church. And, you know, our other podcast is all about church unity. So naturally, I'm going to bring stuff back to church unity when I can. <laughs> and when we're thinking about does vengeance come before or after, how does God work with that? You have to go to predestination. And the problem is I don't think humans are capable of answering that, particularly because we don't know how God relates to time, but we know it's different than us. Um, There's a lot of debate on does he have his own timeline? Is he outside of time? Did he create time? There's a lot of debate over that. But what we do know is he definitely relates to it differently. And our thoughts on this are constrained by time. And what it comes down to is does there actually make a difference if God is all-knowing and all-powerful and he just knew you were going to sin, but he didn't destine you to sin and go to hell, but he knew you were going to, and he was all powerful. So he could have stopped it. I mean, is there really a difference between that and predestining you to do it? And that's a deep question that I, I don't think that we can answer here. I think it's something yeah. that humans were meant to wrestle with. Yeah. I think that's a great question we could talk about for another four or 500 years. So you want to start now? No. 400 year podcast. Let's go. <laughs> No, I'll pass. Yeah, I'll, I will. You know, there's another, um, you know, we don't have time to go into it now, but, you know, as I was sharing with you earlier, my, my friend Trip Fuller over at Homebrew Christianity, he's definitely on the opposite end of the spectrum of like hardcore Calvinism of predestined, double predestination and predestination. He's he's in the camp of process theology, which um, I can't explain all right now in this moment, uh, but more <laughs> that like God grows along. God is all loving, um, but but God also grows along with us and evolves with us and learns with us. And there's a, we're all in a process of becoming even the divine. Um, even though God is outside of time and, and operates on a different level than us, there's another answer out there and another under this umbrella of kind of Christian theology called process theology that, that explores those questions just, uh, just as well, I believe. Huh. Well, give him, give him my email. We'll interview him on the whole church podcast. Um, <laughs> 
because that, that sounds like a fun topic. TJ, yeah. do you remember, before we wrap up, do you remember, where did we come on this, um, come down on predestination? How does it affect our ability to have unity in the church? Can we disagree, get along? What tier is it? All that stuff. I think it's crazy that you expected me to remember that. <laughs> I don't. I just expected you to have an answer that was probably the same as what we said then. <laughs> well, I want to say it was probably a tier two issue. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, and for those who don't yeah. know, tier two, we have like tier one is gospel, like uh, whether you're saved or not, whether we can be Christian brother and sister or not. Tier two is we can go to different churches because, hey, maybe we call each other brother and sister, but we can't worship together because it fundamentally changes how we relate to God. And then tier three is we can go to the same church and just kind of tease each other about disagreeing about this one. And uh, yeah, I think this is like tier two, tier three range. Will, where would you put it before we move on? I, I think it's an important, I wouldn't say it's tier three because it's, I, I think it's tier two because I think it's an important decision. And I think how we approach that question and answer that question also um, affects how we treat our brother and sister and see them um, as within the family of God or a brother and sister in Christ. So I, I still think it's an important issue that we have to wrap our heads around because if we feel like, Someone, I, I think someone's dignity and, and worth is wrapped up in how we see God judging them. And I'm not judge. Um, so I think it's important for us to think through those questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you think everyone's already destined to either go to heaven or hell, even if you don't know what they're destined to, that certainly has to impact how you relate to fellow Christians mm-hmm. and, fe- and the world. The world. Um, every human being. Yep. Yeah. So I don't have an answer for you, but... Definitely think it's a tier two issue. Guys, are we good to wrap this up now? Yeah, I just, you know, I, I love it that you would think a Moon Knight um, show or a comic book that wrestles with mental illness and does some cool things on TV to think about a, a hero from a different perspective still allows us to go deeper into some theological questions, especially when they're bringing up like Egyptian gods and goddesses. And um, I, I do think it lends us to think and ask and help us um and challenge us to think about what are our perceptions of, of Christ, our perception of God and the character and nature that we attach um, to the divine. Yeah. Right. Uh, what, uh, what was everyone's favorite scene? Hmm. That's the mental Institute at the end of episode four. <laughs> I just really liked when it was like, ah, we don't know if this is real or not. Cause I, it's what I was yearning for the whole time. So when it happened, it just, there was a certain level of fulfillment in my expectation that was desperately needed. Yeah. I, I liked episode four cause I loved like the tomb Raider aspect of it. They're looking for something. They're in there. There's these zombie like creatures. He's getting confidence. Uh, she's battling like her, literally her demons and her identity. What happened? What did he do or not do um, that? That really ramped it up a, a notch. And I, I love that. And then knowing that uh, he got shot, he's dying and he's slipping into the black hole of death. Um, him waking up into the middle. I'm glad if it happened at the very end, I would have been like, oh, I knew they were going to do that. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. But since I did it at four, I was like, okay, we're going to wrestle with this now before we get to the end. Yeah. yeah. Nice. For All right, TJ, was, what was uh, the best scene of the best Marvel Disney Plus show to you? For me, it was when Moon Knight and Khonshu turned back the night sky ah, to so get good. an yeah. accurate star map. That was gorgeous and impressive. And it was really cool. Yeah, that was one of those scenes that also shows that uh, the the avatars and the gods' power are distinct. 
that could be a full episode. And coming off um, watching a lunar eclipse unfold in the sky a few nights ago um, was pretty awesome. And we had these kind of high power binoculars. We were able to look at the moon and you could see just the round curvature of the moon and the craters and it was blood red. It was it was pretty, pretty awe-inspiring. Not as awe-inspiring as like the solar eclipse that I saw. Uh, a few years back, but the lunar eclipse was pretty impressive. So that was fun. All that kind of wrapped up to this TV show and thinking about our universe was, was fun. Yeah. When I saw the big red moon in the sky, I almost got a moon night comic and sat outside and read it. <laughs> I was like, Hey, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> then I remembered yeah. I'm old now and I have a bedtime. Um, but yeah. you know, that scene TJ was talking about, that was one of those where if I did not come with expectations, I would have loved it a lot more as someone who was like, moon night's not supposed to have powers. We're not supposed to know who the God is. I kind of ruined some of this for myself. Right. Don't be like me, kids. Don't go into Love and Thunder with the expectation that Gore is going to kill all the moon gods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just right. should expect Just them to cross kids. over with Sony and have Venom in the movie and have Venom react to Gore's sword as if it's his great grandpa. Because that's going to happen. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Venom yeah. is in the MCU right now. And also, Gore's sword is that. Oh, that could be cool. I don't know if they'll do that, but that would be a cool pull if they did that. I'm so confident that that's not going to happen, that um, anybody listen to this episode, if it does, I will buy you a beer. You, <laughs> you know what? I, I would like to point out before watching um, uh, Infinity War, I, I was with some friends and I did a Marvel movie theater marathon of all the things I thought would be relevant. And everyone was really angry with me because there's no way Red Skull is going to be in it. Why are you making us watch this? If you're listening, I'm still gloating of how right <laughs> I was. Yeah. Anyway, so let's wrap this up, guys. <laughs> um, it didn't make any sense, though. You know what? You know what? For my recommendation this week, I would say... <laughs> Go read Ed Brubaker's Captain America, the Winter Soldier volume that teases Red Skull's return uh, and maybe read a little bit further. And you'll see how Red Skull actually returned in the comic book version of the same story of that movie. Uh, I would like to recommend that you go read the 107 issues of Civil War. Quick read. Worth it. Much better. Not necessarily the the mainstream, though. Just like the side comics. No, read them all. Uh, the main ones are kind of boring. Read all of them. You said the side issues are better? The spinoffs are better than the main story? They are better. Yeah. Just like with Devil's Reign. That Moon Knight spinoff was great. Yeah. Fun. Uh, my recommendation is that uh, we have some other friends who do this kind of stuff too. And so I'm going to recommend another podcast. You can listen to more than one podcast. We're not one to think that you're, the, we're the only ones of the block that talk about geekiness and faith and those kinds of things. So have some good friends, us. Brian and Sam, um, who do church of the geek. And, uh, they did an episode on moon nights, about 30 minutes. And I thought they had a good wrap up as well. Sam is a hospice chaplain. So has a different perspective and Brian's a campus pastor. And so yeah, church of the geek, go check out their moon night episode. They talk about it too and do a good job with it. Nice. Nice. Well guys, if you want to follow me, uh, good luck. Also, you can go to systematic geekology dot dot org. Is that right? Yes. That's right. Wow, my brain just blanked there, guys. You can hit where it says host, go down, there's a drop-down menu, it has my name, it has TJ's name, it has Will's name, it has everything we do right there. So if you want to follow us, just head on over there. Um, guys, 
Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode. I know I said it would be short. It's still probably shorter than some of the other episodes you listen to, so you're welcome. Guys, and remember, do me a favor. Just remember that we're all a chosen people. You're special. You're a chosen person. You might be the avatar of Yahweh. But I know for sure you're part of a geekdom of priests. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazal Ministries podcast network.